Heyo, and welcome to the In This Together podcast. I'm your host, MM. And I'm your co-host, Isla. And we are so excited to truly be in this together with you. So let's get started. Woo! Are you ready? I'm ready. <laughs> Welcome back to the. <laughs> I wish y'all could have seen Isla's face. She looks like a frog. That was hilarious. A frog? Yeah, like, you know, Kermit. That's what you look like. Anyways, welcome back to the In This Together podcast. I'm your host, and I'm here with my bestie. Hello, I'm your co-host, Isla. <laughs> I'm just I can't. This is like, this is a serious podcast. Yes. Um, <laughs> today, we are actually going to be talking about Ms. Maya. Oh, I've never called her that. <laughs> but we're actually going to be talking about your accident that happened in August and some of y'all might know or might not know, you might have seen on Instagram, but Maya was involved in a drunk driving accident back in early August. Mm-hmm. And it was a serious, serious accident where mm-hmm. you literally like could have lost your life, yeah. but you didn't. Mm-hmm. And we're just going to talk about that and all the layers with it because it was such a big part of your testimony and it's impacted like, yes, you, but uh-huh. also like the business and just your testimony with the Lord. So yeah, just let's Give the audience a little know about that. Yeah. So this past August, and just before we even get started, a little trigger warning. If you've been in a car accident or if you know anyone who's been in a car accident and um, that this is what we're going to be talking about, we're going to be talking about like trauma and how to kind of get through trauma because all of us face things in our lives and some of us have unfortunately faced traumas. And so we're just going to kind of be talking about that and how to really get through those things. So trigger warning, if this applies to you and you don't feel like you can listen to this podcast, then don't listen and just be kind to yourself and there's a time and a place for everything and so this might not be the time and this might not be the place so if whenever you do get to the time where you can listen to this we do pray and hope that this helps you through those feelings and through that trauma and through just that anxiety and I mean hey I felt it all yeah and just tell us a little bit like you know some backstory like the day of the accident what happened Mm -hmm. all of that yeah um funny when you said the day of it's actually I Chance and I were supposed to get engaged before the end of the summer. And so the day of my accident was actually the day that Chance told me that we were not <laughs> getting engaged um, at the end of the summer. So I was a little sad that day. I literally have a Snapchat. I don't even know if you know this, but I have a, a Snapchat story of me. And I'm like, you know, today is such a good day. It was this morning. It was the morning of. And I was like, I think I'm going to be engaged to the love of my life by the end of the day. Like I was like totally thought it was going to be the day because we were meeting with like my whole family and like his family. And I was like, oh, this has to be. you know so I was like yay and um I was wrong y'all and so anyways that car ride back I was actually driving from his house and it was only 10 o'clock at night so it wasn't really that late and I was driving from my fiance's but my boyfriend at the time Chance's house he lives in Niceville and I was driving from there to my house and so it was I had like I had like a 45 minute drive, 30 minute drive. And so I was only about 15 minutes into my drive and it was like a one way road. And I was just, I had no music on. And that's so unlike me. If you've ever rode in the car with me, like I always had music on, I always had music on in the house. Like I was just honestly deep in thought because I was just thinking about like everything that day and like, just kind of like, just not really this is disappointments, but just like the changes that of that day and how it just didn't go as, as I planned. And so I was driving home and I had no music on. I wasn't on the phone. I had actually just hung up the phone, my Mimi, and I was like even calling through the Bluetooth. Like I hung up 
with her like about a minute before it happened or about two minutes before it happened. And so then I I did not know that. Yeah. I had just hung up with her. And so I was just driving and I just got to this one intersection and um, I saw like out of the corner of my eye, I saw this truck coming and I noticed that he was not slowing down and he was like flying. And I like, it was all, it's so funny. Cause like I talk about it and like with anything that happens, like of trauma or any of that kind of type, like we, we talk about it, like it's happened for like 10 minutes, but really it just happened for five seconds. And it's so crazy how like your brain can remember every detail of that five seconds. But then we go throughout our lives sometimes and we don't remember like a whole like five hours of our day. So anyways, whenever something like that happens, it's common for you to kind of like remember every detail. I don't know if y'all can't hear this rain, but it is so loud. But anyway, so then I was I saw him coming and I had a green light and it was at the point like when I saw him coming, I already knew he was going to hit me. And so there was nothing I could do. And he was coming at me at my driver's side. And so I knew he was going to hit me and like all, all this happening in five seconds. I was like, okay, I know he's going to hit me and he's flying. And I was going like, it was 45. I was probably going like 47. And, um, I was like, okay, well he's got to be going fast. But anyways, in my head, I knew he was going to hit me. And I knew there was nothing I could do, but, and so I wasn't really that scared that he was going to hit me in the moment. I was just like, oh my gosh, like just like preparing myself. This is all like literally within two minutes or two minutes, two minutes, two seconds. And then, but I saw that I was going like before I closed my eyes, I saw that if he hit me, I was going to go straight into this like telephone pole. And I know that this isn't dramatic. Like I'm telling you this story. No one ever really talks about like the actual accident. And I just feel like this is a huge part of like, seeing how good God is. And so I tell this because I don't want to scare anyone, but because I truly just want y'all to see how good God is and how we think that the end of our life might result in death, but it actually has life. And so saw that I was going into this big pole and I just closed my eyes and I was like, well, I was like, I'm either not going to wake up when I close my eyes or I'm going to look a lot different than I used to look or I'm not going to be able to walk or whatever it is. I'm going to be seriously injured. And so I just closed my eyes and I just said, God, you are good. I love you. That's literally all I said is I, I knew he's about to hit me. And I said, God, you're good. I love you. There was nothing I could do. It was all within like literally two seconds. And um, just like that, I didn't feel any pain or anything. It was just very fast. And um, anyways, I didn't pass out or anything. Um, and I woke up and I, the whole car, I woke up and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm alive. Like I was like, God, literally the first thing that came out of my mouth was God, you are good. God, you are good. I had no idea if I was going to make it, but I just, I'm, I opened my eyes and I was like, wow, like God, you're good. And so I didn't pass out or anything. I, op- I, I tried to open my door to get out, but I couldn't because my door was, um, my door was smashed in. Cause he actually hit me on my driver's side. My car went in. No one understands how I made it. The EMTs, when they showed up, like all the ambulance people, the people that went afterwards and saw my car, like everyone that saw that accident could not believe that I walked out alive. And it just shows you like, that's not anything of my own doing. That is all God. And he protected me. And I am so incredibly thankful. But anyways, I I got my seatbelt off and I didn't have shoes on, which you're supposed to drive with shoes on. So don't be like me and do that. But I didn't have shoes on. So I literally crawled to the passenger side of my car. And this is what's so cool, y'all, is I opened my car door and there is a keep smiling hat. I'm not even kidding. Like I'm not like this is so real and so true. There's literally a picture if you look at the picture on Instagram and there's a keep smiling when I opened my passenger side door because 
whenever you get in an accident or if you have been one, like your airbags deploy and all this white dust comes off and you think that your car is on fire. And I thought my engine was on fire because I, I was like, I knew I had hit that pole, pole so hard. Or, and so I was so scared that my, the car was on fire. So I freaked out and I went to the side and y'all right there was a keep smiling hat. And I was just sitting there and I was just like, oh my gosh. And to this day, that hat actually sits in my room. I hung it up on my door. Um, so I see it every day. Um, but anyways, I got to, I didn't even know that, that the guy was drunk that hit me. I had no idea what happened. Like I knew that I didn't do anything wrong, but I just like, didn't know exactly what happened. And anyways, I went to the ambulance and, um, some, it was such a blessing and all these things happened that it was just like, God was like, I'm here. I am here. Even amidst this circumstance, like I am here. And like one of those reminders was the keep smiling hat. And then another one that there was a couple right in front of me who was driving and they heard the accident and they turned around and they called 911. And then um, the police were literally a minute away for some random reason. They were actually literally a minute away from the accident place. So that was incredible. They came, the ambulance came and um, they were actually going to, so the ambulance came and they assessed me and um, basically I was supposed to get life flighted. And I knew if my parents got that call that I was getting life flighted, it makes me tear up. But if I like was getting life flighted to the hospital in Pensacola, which is like the closest emergency hospital, I knew if they got that call, they would literally freak out. And God honestly even protected them then because there was a hurricane coming and um, they were, there was a hurricane coming and so they couldn't life flight me. So the helicopter actually canceled. And so I had to be, um, drove to like the closest emergency hospital or emergency room or whatever, um, trauma unit. And so, because I had a bunch of swelling and bruising on my abdomen. And so they were scared that like something internally had ruptured or whatever. Um, and so anyways, long story short, um, the leader, the person that was my ambulance driver, y'all, was a worship leader. I like started talking to him and all I could say, it's like, obviously like you're alive, like of course is what you're going to say. But like, all I could say the entire time was just God is good. Like, that's all I could say. Cause I could not believe that I had made it. And I'm just like, I kept on saying, I was just like, God is good. Like God is good. Like even when I was in the hospital room and when I was in the ambulance and they were kind of preparing me for maybe having to go into surgery or for anything and praise report, I actually did not have to go into any surgery. I had no major injuries, which was absolutely insane and incredible. I actually only sprained my right, my left wrist, which is where I had like impact. I had a concussion, obviously I had a black eye and busted my lips. And then I had, um, internal like bruising. Um, I can't remember the, um, I can't remember the word even for it, but it was like, I had like internal bruising, um, and stuff on my abdomen, but y'all like I was so protected and I know that's not everyone's story. So I am attentive to that. And I'm so thankful that God saved me. And I don't know exactly why me. And, um, I remember one of my other friends, her name's Betsy and she's incredible, but she was in a car accident. And you know, I remember she told me, like, she opened up to me about how it was so hard because, she was saved and stuff. And she's like, why me? And I was like, what do you mean? Why you like, just take it. You've been saved and run with it, you know, just like run with the new life that God's given you. But there are some like hard questions that you kind of have to ask God and that you kind of um, realize. And so I had a lot of those questions, but anyways, long story short, I was, I was healed. I was okay. It took a lot of, I couldn't, my sweet chance, my sweet fiance, seriously, y'all, he was incredible. He nursed me back to health quite literally because I couldn't, my, I don't remember the word for it, but like my abdomen, like I didn't, I couldn't sit up. Like I would be like 
wailing in pain to like sit up or to like move. But you know what my body did? It protected me. And it just made me realize that moment. There's actually a picture on my Instagram of me with like all my bruising when I started healing. And it just makes you realize like your body is for so much more than how it looks. And it gets me so fired up and it literally makes me cry because we are so hard on our bodies. We're so hard on how God made us, but our skin and our stomachs, like my stomach is what like protected my, my, all my thing, like all my organs and everything. And so you are so much more than how you look and you are created for life and to give life and to maintain life. And so that's just really an importance. And it's made me realize how important it is to just stay healthy and giving me like a whole different perspective. Um, but that's a little bit of stories, like how, what happened and kind of how it happened. And also come to find out, um, he was a drunk driver and he actually was completely unharmed. And we're still, we actually, by the time you listen to this, my last hearing for my court, <laughs> even though this happened in August, is on Monday, um, this next Monday. So by the time that this video will be released, I'll um, be about to having that. So anyways, just shows you how long that whole process takes and everything. Something that always stuck out from that story too was how quick you were able to say God is good, mm -hmm. like literally in the midst of being in the car getting hit and yeah. then then when you woke up mm -hmm. that was the first thing you said too and even during the healing process you kept saying god is good god is good and maybe there's some people that have been in a car accident but or maybe they haven't and they've just had these horrible circumstances where maybe they've lost a family member or maybe they just didn't get into their dream college or they're going through a breakup or they're just going through family issues mm -hmm. that are just you know, like makes their circumstances just really, really hard. And it's hard to even proclaim that God is good because all they see is their horrible circumstances. Yeah. Like how would you even like tell these people that God is good? How, how are you even able to say that? Yeah, I think too, it was so cool because I forgot kind of a big part, but my ambulance driver, because we had a pretty long ambulance ride um, to like the nearest like trauma hospital. Um, but he actually was a worship leader. Yeah. Like I literally, I started like singing. I don't even remember. I think I started singing like the goodness of God or something like that. Like, cause I was in such a moment where I was like, oh my gosh. Cause after that, like everything I kind of realized had happened and it was like, I wasn't in shock anymore. I was like, in wow, like, wait, okay, what's going to happen to me, you know, because I had all this bruising and all these things. And, um, you could tell, um, that he might've been a little bit scared, you know, and that like, he wasn't really sure. He was kind of trying to prepare me for not necessarily the worst, but just like prepare prepare me in general that like you might start having pains and all that kind of stuff. And I think that is when I had to realize, and that was like a, that's probably the scariest moment of my life. Like not even the accident was that scary, but I think once I realized that I was in the ambulance and I realized that like, I might not still make it even though I'm here. Um, I think that was probably one of the hardest moments in my life. And I, the only thing I knew to say was God is good. And I think it really came with the fact of like, even if I don't make it right now, like even if I can't have kids, God forbid, because of something, because it was like my ovaries and stuff, like even if I can't do those things, like God is still good, but God is still good because God is not my circumstances. And I knew that like, even if I did not make it, like I was going somewhere that was so much better than this place or than this world. And like, I think that is what really gave me comfort and what made me be able to say that is because I knew that like heaven was real and I knew that like, God, you are good, you know, and like, I'll just be closer to you. And I think that that's something I really struggle with after the accident, honestly. 
Um, I actually ended up doing like a whole project, a whole paper on it because I struggle with it so much. But um, like, how is God still good if there's bad in this world? Like, how is God still good? I never questioned that the accident happened didn't happen for a reason. Like, I knew that if I wasn't supposed to be there, God would have made me leave two minutes earlier or, you know what I mean? Like, that if it wasn't meant to happen, if it wasn't in God's purpose or God's will, it would not have happened. I knew that. But my question was, is like, God, why did you allow something bad to happen? I think a lot of people facing trauma, that's also often a question that happens that you kind of like ask yourself, because if I'm being so real, like, I did not want to get back in the car. Like I literally tried to contemplate my life, like figuring out how in the world, how can I like live my life, but never get back in a car? Like that was seriously my fear. Cause I know that God had saved me, but after being so close to honestly death, like I was like, how am I supposed to get back there? Like, how am I supposed to like all, when I would drive, all I would see was all these different cars and like how they were going to hit me or, you know, like I was like literally all I would see. And so I really struggle with like, God, like, how are you still good? And I know that this isn't like probably the way that people want to answer this question or want me to answer this question, but this is where I found the most peace. And y'all, I like dug, like I did theologies, like I did this for a whole class project. So I had like, and, but anyways, this is the thing that really helped me is just And we try so hard to understand God. We try so hard to know who God is and to know like exactly his ins and outs and all these different things. And the thing I realized that I'll never truly understand God. But what I do know is that God is not my circumstance. Like God is so much more powerful. The things that happen to me on this earth are not God. Does that make sense? Like God is joy. God is love. God is truth. God is not my circumstance. And that is what really helped me. Like God is not that accident. Like whenever I had actually hate on a comment of someone being like, how could you say God is good after like, after this, like he brought you to this. And I said, in in my head, I was thinking I never responded, but in my head, it made me realize like, well, yeah, this, like God is not this circumstance But the fact that I have him amidst this circumstance, that is God. And so I hope that if you are struggling with trauma, that that kind of helps you because like during that time of like, we're promised struggles and we're promised um, things in our life that are going to be hard. And we're promised there's people around you are going to pass away. I've had, it was so horrible after that accident. Like my grandfather passed away so unexpectedly, just so many things in my life went wrong. And I had to realize that God was not my circumstance. He wasn't all these things going on. God was the fact that I had somebody to reach and to hold on to during all of these things. Yeah, and I think that's going to help so many people because I bet there's so many people listening or they know people that it's such a universal question is why, like, why God is this happening? Why, why, why? And I know I've even been in positions where I've asked God that too. Like, God, you say you're this type of father, Mm -hmm. then why are you allowing this circumstance to happen? Why Mm -hmm. did you allow this family member to get sick? Why did you allow this family member maybe to pass away or why did you allow this breakup or why did you allow me not getting into whatever but it's so cool because through all the inconsistencies in life you really just see how god is the only consistent thing Mm -hmm. and you know i remember i read this book called suffering i forgot who it was by but it was it was such a perspective change and i just really remember thinking that like you said that we are promised hard times we are promised trials but also 
we are promised that the Lord has already overcome that. Mm -hmm. And something that really helps me in the midst of just asking why was that even Jesus, when he was on the cross, was asking God, God, mm -hmm. like, why have you forsaken me? Like, literally mm -hmm. saying why in the midst of his suffering. But then we can see that the suffering wasn't the end of his story. And mm -hmm. if we know that suffering wasn't the end of Jesus' story, then we know it's not going to be the end of ours. Yeah. And I can totally just see that through yours. Because yeah. there was a time where you were just suffering. And yeah. there was the questions of why, and you were in a lot of pain. Mm -hmm. But now, like, sitting here talking about this podcast, you can see that suffering wasn't the end no. of that. And, and trauma is not mm -hmm. the end of your story. And you did speak about you had to go through that trauma, like physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. How did you really get through that? What were the steps that you took to really heal? Because I know there's a lot of people that are just stuck in trauma mm -hmm. and they don't really know how to move forward or they don't know how to heal. Yeah. What would you say to those people? Oh, that is so good. And I feel like that's a very layered question because there are so many different things I did physically and spiritually and emotionally to heal. But I think the best thing that I really learned, and no one really gave me this advice, it's something that I actually had to learn because so many different people are going to tell you different things. Obviously, listen to your doctors. Like, listen to the ones, like, for my physically, like, physical. that's what I really listen to. So, like, that's, like, a whole – I'm not going to really include that in this because, like, everyone's physical journey, I feel like, looks different. So go to the doctors. Listen to what they have to say and actually do it. I'm horrible, y'all, at taking medicine. I'm, I hate it. I will not take Advil. I will not take ibuprofen until, like, it's so bad. Um, but I actually – listened to what the doctor said and I took my pain meds or whatever like the things that they told me to take I don't even know because honestly I just my family gave it to me and they're like take this and I was like okay I need this so anyways physically I would say talk to your doctor doctor and then emotionally and spiritually after trauma the thing that is so hard is that after trauma it's like life goes on and I think that was the hardest thing for me is like the world around me was still moving. Like even after my grandfather passed away, like the world around us was still moving. Like people were still going. I had to figure out a way to like move on. I had to figure out a way to get back into the car. Maybe you were in an abusive relationship. And it's like you have to figure out a way to get back into a relationship after you have healed, you know. And so I think what really helped me um, and it's very simple advice, but obviously my faith that that really helped me. But like, as far as putting my faith to action was the thing that really helped me. And it was doing one thing at a time. And I think like one small step at a time, because in, whenever you have had some sort of trauma or something that you've gone through in your life and you are, tr you're healing. And so it's like, if I am healing a cut or something that's like an open wound and I'm just going to go straight into the ocean and like dive in, I'm going to be in so much pain because of that salt water is going to come in and it's going to hurt and I'm going to be so like freaking out, you know, and it's going to be so much harder and it will clean the wound and that'll be good, but it's just going to hurt so much. But if I say have that wound and I just go and I sit under an umbrella, you know, and just kind of enjoy watching the beach and all that kind of stuff and let it heal a little bit more, you know, and then the next day, maybe I like don't have to use them umbrella anymore, you know, and I, and then the next day I kind of put my feet in the water. And then the next day I, my wound is like healed, like it's been covered. And then I start to go into the water and then I can start to swim and I can get back into the everyday motions of life. And for me, um, that's kind of like the picture that I just kind of see. But for me, it was like, I had to realize that any little step was a good step and it was a step and that's all that mattered. And then sometimes there was going to be times that where I took 
four steps backwards. And that's okay because everyone's healing process doesn't look like this straight line, just how everyone's faith doesn't look like this straight line. Like it's a journey. And so I think that's the thing that really helped me is like for me after my accident, like I would get back into a car, you know, and I was like, okay, I can drive in the morning, you know, for me personally driving, let's say like just for me personally driving, like I was like, okay, I could drive during the day, you know, I can do that like short distances when the road's not going to be very busy. Like I can start driving then. And honestly, I drove a lot faster. I feel like a lot of people did because I just, um, I don't know why (laughs) I think I just, for me, I knew that if I didn't start somewhere, I wasn't going to start. And so that was just like my own personal journey, a personal journey. I would get, and it's not like, because my accident happened at night and it happened on a one-way road kind of like, I guess that's right. Is that what, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. A one-way road. So like, I knew that the first time I was going to go drive was not going to be at night on a one-way road. And I knew that I wasn't going to drive on that one-way road for a long time, even though that was the way of chance in I's house. Like I would take as far away as I had to, to go around it. So I didn't have to pass that spot. So anyways, I think that, um, for trauma and did I get to the place where now I can pass that spot and be okay? Yes. But it was by one step at a time. And it was by me healing. Like I had to heal emotionally and spiritually and physically before I could pass that spot. I think that's something that really helped me heal um, was just taking one step at a time, like just knowing my, like my boundaries, but also starting somewhere because I think that it could be really easy just lay in bed and dwell um, past the time that you're supposed to feel it, you know? And I think that's one thing I'm really grateful for was that I, um, had a family that kind of was like, okay, like, let's, you know, do this, you know, like never, they never rushed me by any means, but they did encourage me. And that was really helpful. So, and I also knew that once you kind of go through something like that or any kind of trauma, I feel like the enemy wants to use it to get you to stay where you are. And then God wants to use it. So that way you'll go out and proclaim his goodness to everyone about the trauma you just faced. And I think that was really what I let myself be filled with. I was, oh my gosh, like my days here are so few and far between. I need to heal so I can go and tell people about how good God is. Something that you said too about driving, you got to a point where like, I don't even know if I can drive again. And I know so many people are probably like that, but Maybe they've been in a car accident and Mm -hmm. for them it's driving too. Or maybe it's something completely different. And when you started saying that, I started thinking about Dory from (laughs) Finding Nemo. And y'all know the classic iconic quote, just Mm -hmm. keep swimming, just keep swimming. Mm -hmm. And I think you can really just utilize that into your own life and just replace swimming. And for Mm -hmm. you is just keep driving, just keep driving and Mm -hmm. really just taking, okay, one drive at a time, even if it's for literally three minutes. Yeah. That's a win. Mm -hmm. And I think kind of like what you said too, it's so easy just to dwell mm-hmm. and just sit in your bed and just sit in that trauma and not get better because mm-hmm. maybe you just don't even know how to. Yeah. Or maybe you're just really believing the lie that this trauma and this situation is just so much bigger than me. I almost just feel so paralyzed by it. It's like, how can I move forward? Yeah. But it's just one step at a time. Yeah. And like everyone's healing pace is different. Mm-hmm. Everyone's healing journey is different. And for some people, it might be two months and like praise God for that, that yeah. they got healed. But for for someone else, it might be six months. And yeah. I know for me, there were times in college where my friends and I went through similar situations and they just got over it in like three months. Mm-hmm. One girl, my friend, she was over in like a week or two. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's great. But I know for me, it was just, it literally almost took a year. Yeah. And just because it might take you longer, that doesn't mean that it's bad. No. Well, there's no shame in that either. And it's mm-hmm. just taking that one step at a time mm-hmm. and like giving yourself grace to the process too, because it's so easy just to be hard on yourself, mm-hmm. but know that the Lord is with you in that situation and that he's bigger 
than the trauma you're facing, the trauma that you're going through. And once you can actually believe that and grip that, I feel like it'll make the healing process just like a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. That's so good. I love that. And I know for you, when you were driving in your car, even like when you were with me, this was this last fall, there'd be times where I could just tell that you were very fearful in the car. You mm-hmm. were kind of just having anxiety because naturally when you're healing and you're placing yourself back in that situation, there's going to be kind of like little flashbacks yeah. where you, like or little triggers. Mm-hmm. How did you almost just kind of overcome those triggers too? Because I know that kind of lingered mm-hmm. throughout this year too. Yeah, that's so, and it still does. And I think that I love that you bring that up too, because I think that we, I want to just say right now to anyone who has had any trauma in your life, like it is, I know it sounds so impossible and it sounds so hard because if someone would have told me this in September or last semester or anything, that it is possible to actually overcome that. I would not believe them because I remember whenever, even in the fall semester, like I would tense up. I mean, I was so afraid to drive at certain times or like things would happen and I would lose it y'all. If I'm being so honest and so real, like there was whenever Chance and I were driving in Atlanta, I mean, I seriously, I was weeping. I was having such an anxiety attack that all I could think about was how this car was going to hit me or this was going to go wrong. And maybe for you and whatever trauma you faced, it's like I was in this abusive relationship and all I could think of now that I have a healthy relationship is how he might get angry or how that she might do this or whatever it is. And y'all like those feelings are natural because you did have trauma and because you did go through something. So I just want to say that right now. You are not crazy for feeling those feelings. Those things are natural. But what is not natural and what is natural is to stay there. But what is not God's plan for you is to stay there. And so for me, I had to realize that God did not intend to me for me to live in this life of fear. He did not intend for me to live and to drive as so fearful and so frustrated and so scared. He wants me to drive and he wants me to go throughout my life not fearful and excited and think that after I kind of realized that, it was definitely some hard moments. Getting through those trigger moments was really the biggest part. I think that you're always going to have triggers. Like even after my grandfather passed away, like there's things I see, you know, that trigger me and thinking of him. And I know for sure my sweet Mimi and I know that that's really hard for her. And I can't even imagine losing my husband. But I know that one of the hardest parts is like those triggers, but like getting through them. And I think for me, like when I was driving and stuff, like, and I was like so afraid about what, what XYZ car was going to do and all this different things. I just had to keep focus on what was in front of me. And I I think that's good for people who are like facing trauma. It's like keep focus on what's in front of you, not the past, not what happened, not the cars around you, not the people around you, like focus on what is in front of you. And for me, I had to honestly, like I had to pray. Like whenever I was in those situations, I was just, God, protect me. Put your angels around this car. Put your angels around my relationship. Put your angels around what X, Y, Z, fill in that blank and pray and pray. And I think that's really how to get through those trigger points. And I will say that once I got through those, now that I've gotten through those and I don't give them so much power in my life and just say like, no, 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 I can't go through that trigger point. Like move away from it. Like, don't let me feel it. Like, nope, I'm not going to, nope. Like You'd almost just be like avoidant, avoidant of it. of it. That just gave that trigger so much more power over my life. And it gave that trauma so much more power. I wish y'all could see like my hand gestures right now, <laughs> but so much more power over my life. And so the thing was, is that whenever those triggers come, 
getting through it. And I know it's hard. And I know that sometimes it'll make you cry. And sometimes you'll be sad. And sometimes you'll be angry. But feeling that feeling and getting through it was really important for me and not just avoiding it. And I think that really helped me get through those hard moments. Like that hard moment I had in Atlanta, on that moment, I was like, oh my God, I'm done. I can't do this. I'm not gonna be able to drive in Atlanta. But I got through that trigger point. And I will say that now that when we drive through Atlanta, I have gotten through that trigger and now I can do it. Like, do I still tense up every once in a while? Every once in a while, yes. If a car in front of me slams or if I see something I don't like on the road, yes. But I have gotten through it. I can do it. I can even drive in Atlanta, which is crazy. And so I hope that just gives people some hope. And I hope that just all of this just really points to the fact that during all of these circumstances, like the goodness of God is that you can rely on him and you can actually find joy and peace and truth amidst the loss or whatever it is. And But one thing I really did have to ask myself, and I came to this point in my faith whenever I was healing and my process is, if my legs were gone, would God still be good? If I did not look the same, would God still be good? And you know what I arrived at, y'all? I realized that God would still be good because he is not my circumstance. And so anyways, I hope that that just kind of helps some people. And it actually led me to realizing and to making our posters. Really just that was honestly for myself because I needed, I wanted to remind myself that like I have been given this day and this day has been a gift and to make every day count. And actually all of this led me to this verse, um, dear, or this verse, and this is kind of what I'll leave y'all with. It's Psalm 39, four through seven. And this was the verse that really helped me through my whole accident. And it said, or just the healing process. And it said, Lord, remind me of how brief my time on earth will be. Remind me that my days are numbered, how fleeting my life is. You have my life, you have made my life no longer than the width of my hand. My entire lifetime is just a moment to you at best. Each of us but a breath. We are merely moving shadows and all are busy rushing ends in nothing. We heap up wealth and know nothing and not knowing how who will spend it. And so, Lord, where do I put my hope? My only hope is in you. And I loved this verse and I love this verse and it is on so many walls in my room because I needed that reminder that our life is but a breath and that accident reminded me that my life is but a breath and my only hope that I can have is in the Lord. And so it just gave me a whole different perspective on life. And yes, were those moments so hard? A hundred percent. And I am just now getting to the point where I can film this and where I can talk about it without actually weeping, without just being terrified to get back in my car. But it just shows you that there is hope, that there is hope in those circumstances, that there is hope in Jesus and that there is hope in the Lord and that these circumstances that you're in, the trauma that you're facing, the struggles that you have right now, he will not only be with you through them, but he will also bring you through them. And that is why I can sit here and I can say it. And that is why I am so excited to actually make everyday count. I love how you said too, that it's natural when you're going through just hard times, it's natural to feel sad or anxious or depressed, angry, whatever it is, but it's not God's plan for you. I think I honestly need to hear that because how it's actually we're made for so much more than that like his design when he created us was to walk in freedom to walk in confidence to walk in peace to walk in joy and i hope that's just a challenge to all of y'all that are listening to this podcast and not dwell in those feelings of anxiousness or fear but to actually walk out in freedom and confidence and dwell in the fact that that's what we're made for yeah 
Yeah, I love that. And I think that's a great challenge, especially if you're experiencing any sort of trauma or anything. We just hope that these words really just washed over you. And the whole reason why I'm telling this story and retelling it is because I know that it is so evident that God was with me throughout the whole thing. And it is so evident because I probably would not be where I am today if or I know I wouldn't be where I am without today. Actually, I can say that confidently. I definitely know that I would not be where I am today if it wasn't for him and his goodness that brought me through my trauma. And that wasn't the plan that he intended for my life to just stay and just to dwell in. He intended for fruit to come of joy and peace. And I'm just so thankful for that. And that's why we're just here to just make every day count. And so we're just going to kind of leave y'all off with that today. But yeah, I just pray that y'all dwell in the truth that Maya just said, that he is with you and he sees you and he sees you exactly where you're at and that you just walk in what you're created for. Yes. So we're going to be walking and we're walking into that next day because that next day is a gift and today is a gift and just making it count. So we love y'all. Thank you for listening. Love you. We hope that this meets you exactly where you're at. Thank you.